0: Welcome to Transition, Gadgets 360's gaming and pop culture podcast. Today's episode is a special episode of Transition where we discuss what it means to be a collector of games in India. We will be talking about things like how to get your favorite limited edition games and where to buy them from and how much you should pay for these games. As always, let me introduce the people who are on this podcast first. We have our games editor, Rishi Albani. Greetings. Podcast regular, Mikhail Madnani. Hello. And I'm your host, Pranay Parab. So, Mike, do you want to tell us what exactly is a limited edition of the game?
1: Okay, so, uh, limited editions are generally, as the name suggests, a version of a particular product that is produced in very in a small number, basically. Uh, Limited editions aren't only for games obviously they extend to like blu-ray releases of movies, uh, music albums which have certain special packagings for the limited edition or even uh, vinyl releases of uh, music albums which are usually done in uh, under 5000 copies for a release. Uh, In gaming publishers have started misusing this term quite heavily where uh, the first print run which they do of a game is they call it limited edition or deluxe edition or super special whatever they use these words whenever they feel like it but these aren't limited editions some publishers also have as you may know already collector's editions or they'll have uh, they'll use particular words related to the game like the Pip-Boy edition for Fallout 4 which cost I think 14,000 rupees in India versus the 4,000 rupees for the standard edition of the game uh, in a lot of cases, even these super expensive editions are mass-produced and not really limited. In India, however, things are a little different uh, with many of them not making their way here officially or uh, stuff being made here by accident like what happened with the last Guardian and Nier Automata's first releases in India where the, fir- where the standard edition as advertised online turned out to actually be a limited edition which is uh, very expensive abroad on eBay and quite sought out. So that's basically what a limited edition is. Rishi would like to say something.
2: Yeah. So a lot of times, also to add to what uh, Mike's saying is that for f- in a lot of cases, uh, a limited edition may simply just be a game with a color manual and the OA- and and some bits of the soundtrack, which is which used to be par for the course back, uh, like, which used to be par for the course years ago. Uh, it's just that yeah, uh, in a lot of ways, it's be it's used it's basically misused. To give you a full product, you should be getting anyway. So, I mean, back in the day, we used to get manuals. Now we don't because apparently the in-game tutorial explains everything.
1: Or peop- or publishers are quote-unquote saving paper and caring for the environment. Cough, laugh, cough.
2: Yeah, because uh, evidently, you know, the server costs and greenhouse gas caused by that is enough to... Is less than what it costs to print stuff. But whatever, point is... Uh, a lot of times the term's misused, and uh, it's reached a point where there is a certain degree of skeptic skepticism involved when it comes to limited edition product, with good reason. Uh, we've seen it in the past with games like Halo 5, we've seen it in the past with games like Gears of War, we've seen it in the past with even uh, Killzone 3 for that matter, uh, where the, li- the quote-unquote limited editions were anything but limited. And uh, could be bought for a much lower price, three to six months down the line. Same thing with Just Cause and uh, to an extent, even Hitman Absolution, same issues applied. So yeah, it's it, the, the term limited is kind of vague in this sense. It's kind of buyer beware. But I think the best way to sum it up in the, in, a, in the contemporary gaming sense is limited edition essentially means you're getting the game in a lot of cases. There are some where you don't even get the game. We'll come to that later in this conversation. And you'll get some stuff extra. And now it seems to be a trend of making that extra stuff, digital content, which has no permanence.
1: Yeah, so, like, I don't really count those things as limited editions. But uh, in a lot of cases, like the most recent example being Sniper Elite 4, which released here, there's a standard edition and there's a limited edition. The limited edition is literally just one red banner on the top of the game case which says limited edition and it has some in-game DLC. Uh, Ubisoft has actually started becoming good about these things where... uh, at least in india where for the price of a standard edition you get a, you get what they call a deluxe edition this usually includes a poster a map and an actual physical cd with the soundtrack or maybe some dlc as well they did this with watchdogs 2 and for honor and i think even ghost recon but the bad uh, the bad kind of thing which ubisoft does is uh, they have this thing called the gold edition of their games which are $99 or, in India, 5999 or 6999 uh, Yeah,
2: 6999 We saw that with uh, The Division. Yeah,
1: six, so triple the nine, Gold yes. Edition is essentially just a standard edition of the game. The disc is exactly the same as the standard edition, but you have a DLC code for the season pass. No special packaging in most cases, except for a slight change on the box art. So essentially, you you don't need to buy the stuff on PSN or Steam or on Xbox Live. You get the code when you pay for the game. Uh, This is bad in a lot of ways because uh, the people who want the complete experience miss out on the physical goodies and even the people who buy the collector's edition don't get the gold edition so you're you're essentially never getting everything in one single purchase with Ubisoft stuff. This is what's been happening recently.
2: And it's not just Ubisoft, even Square Enix did this with Final Fantasy 15. Uh, There were several editions of the game all of them with their different freebies and offerings. And it's amusing because for some collectors, and I use again the term collectors in a very loose general sense, you actually have to, you have an Excel sheet with the number of editions and where you can actually buy them from. It's become that kind of situation, and in, in its extremity, it's become that much situation, that much of a situation. But then there are others who've done a better job with it. We've seen uh, Bethesda do it well enough with Fallout. We've seen uh, them do it well enough with Doom. We've seen uh, Doom.
1: Has, like Doom is not a good example because the quote-unquote limited nature is not really limited, considering. Uh, at least on Amazon, USA and like various US retailers, you can get the collector's edition for as low as $40. What? Yeah, when the game itself was $60 and the collector's edition retailed at above 100 or at least 100 Yeah. So, But Fallout 4 actually sold well and so the Pip-Boy edition, which was very expensive, turned out to be limited. Uh, but yeah the other stuff they've released like they did Wolfenstein's collector's edition which doesn't have the game it's still available the game came out a long time ago
2: yeah and e- even uh, EA with Dragon's Age with Dragon's Age uh, Inquisition and Mass Effect the collector's editions did
1: not have the game it was basically just merchandise <laughs> now I mean what's the point of that <laughs> so their logic is uh, we want to make sure wherever you pre-order the game from or if you buy it digitally you get your game day one and your physical goodies can reach a little later but it, it's like a little deceptive saying this is a collector's edition of that game. You should just say, here's some merchandise for the game or here's some extra stuff. Mm. It's not really Mass Effect Andromeda collector's edition. Yeah, that's like a
0: steelbook without the game itself, right? Which, which yeah.
1: is what uh, Microsoft did with the Halo 5 collector's edition. Uh, it came with the steelbook but a, a download code, not the disc <laughs> for Halo <laughs> 5. Yeah, joke. I mean, like... And the limited edition which I got a month later from Australia at half price had the disc. And that's now dropped to I think you can find it as low as eighteen hundred rupees when it was actually hundred dollars at launch.
2: Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a it's, it's very uh, deceptive and facetious of them to actually use the term collectors editions or limited editions when you don't even include the game a lot in in some instances. And like even with Hitman, uh, the H- Hitman had a collectors edition which uh, this I is Hitman
1: two thousand sixteen yeah. Enter a World of Assassination to pronounce to say the name correctly okay then
2: <laughs> okay then aren't you the influencer <laughs> Anyway, the so point is uh no so it's yeah so it's, yeah 2016 hitman uh while it was an episodic digital release at that time it had a code for the game and it came with this statue of hitman himself which is and an art book too which okay i mean it's still a cop out at the end of the this is an edition they should have released on disc with everything and then the statue but yeah that's what uh publishers have been doing uh but i think we should move on to the more interesting part of the topic is how do you acquire these yeah. or what you should know
1: so in most cases uh, the big publishers at least outside of sony and microsoft their limited editions are usually available here uh most most probably most of the times at least on ebay or gamesashop.com gamesashop.com is the official retail part of express interactive yeah so
2: that's a bit of a disclaimer there guys uh well, Games of Shop is basically owned by a distributor called eXpress.
1: Who handles a lot of big publishers like Warner, Square Enix, Blizzard now. Uh, 2K. 2K, uh, yeah. Squ- Square Enix. So
2: yeah, uh, almost half of the games pub- game publishers are with Express. Uh, and so which is why Games A Shop will usually have collector's editions that other stores may not as exclusives as exclusives or just simply getting better supply even if they're not exclusives so uh, that's that, that's something to keep in mind aside from that amazon from time to time tends to have a few of them and in fact what amazon tends to do is tends to discount them if they don't do too well so uh, what what we've noticed at least is even though microsoft didn't officially bring in halo 5 collector's editions they were available on amazon uh, and they got nicely discounted two to three months down the line so uh, th- that's another decent option, or your or or your local store guy. Uh, if you have a decent enough rapport with him, you can just ask him to arrange. More often than not, they'll be able to get them from the distributor. One or two units distributors don't mind giving th- the stores to sell out, or uh, he'll be able to get it through various grey market me- means. And that's also what happens around. Uh, but that aside, there are other things to keep in mind. That yeah, as Mike said, the bigger publishers outside of Sony and Microsoft tend to bring their games in, uh, and that. Rarely is a problem. But what you should also know is that uh, not that even smaller publishers also tend to bring them Like, for example, CD Projekt Red uh, with the Witcher series. Um, like, the, the standard editions of their games are essentially as good as collector's editions from other publishers. And
1: these actually sold out because uh, the first print run had... Uh, like, on PC, it had the full soundtrack CD. It had the whole game on multiple DVDs. It had a map. It had a poster. It had lots of in-game Sneakers. content and all uh very nice package it has slipcase also and uh the version you get now is the game of the year slash complete edition based on region uh that just has two stickers and the game on disc nothing else so you've missed out on the previous stuff but uh the witcher 3 had this massive collector's edition which had a statue which didn't turn out too good but everything else and it was really good it had an art book it had like a pendant with the witcher logo it had like uh, it had cards also if you got it on xbox and all That didn't make it here, but a lot of people imported it over here through Amazon or through other online retailers. Now, that always is an option, but uh, at least with Amazon, they tell you how much you're going to pay in the end with customs included and mentioned over there. Just to clarify, we're talking about Amazon.com, not Amazon India. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, then there are also sites like PlayAsia where uh, they don't include the customs charges when you order, but when the stuff shows up here, you usually have to pay customs to your courier or postman when they get it. So, and games is uh, now at least it's 41.2% because uh, almost every limited slash collector edition is going to be above 2,000 rupees. So Yeah,
0: so basically double the price and some more.
1: Yeah, expect to pay a lot if you're, you're importing your stuff and you're ordering it online. Uh, that, that always is an option if it's not available here. But if something is available here, uh, there's another thing. You might not want to pre-order it, but in some cases you need to pre-order it. It's all on a game-by-game or publisher basis. So, yeah, uh, so what Rishi we've... and I have uh, experienced this firsthand. Like you'd think a game like Deus Ex wouldn't do too well in India. So the small amount of collector editions that come here would sell out. But both of us bought it day one. And now it's available for a little over half the price months yeah. after launch. But then the Fallout Pip-Boy edition, which was like 14,000 rupees, was sold out before it released here.
2: Yeah, so it depends, right? So even with Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain, uh, those who if you if you're smart enough to pre order you you're pretty much taken care of otherwise within the week of release those sold out because again it was also good value because what people saw is the base game is 3499 i'm paying uh, 6 dollars i get the game plus a replica uh, a replica bionic hand plus art book plus other stuff so people ended up doing that uh and they ended up, uh, you know, upgrading their orders. So so that tends to happen. So you, general rule of thumb is if it's from a big publisher, like if it's from Ubisoft or if it's from Square Enix uh, or if it's from Bethesda, fine. The Pip-Boy edition being the exception to the rule. Uh, it's usually better to wait because you, you, you'll see a discount down the line in three to unless six months.
1: The, unless the, uh, the upgrade in price from the standard to the collector is not much like... Uh, look at Far Cry Primal. It launched at three, four, nine, nine, but the Collector's Edition was only four triple nine on PS4. And this had, and they were also throwing in another Steelbook. So you got two Steelbooks, the game, an art book a soundtrack, and lots of other extras. That sold out. Yeah. So... But then uh, Watch Dogs Collector's Edition, Watch Dogs 2 is still available, and in fact, some stores even have the Watch Dogs 1 Collector's Edition.
2: Oh yeah. So that's the thing, right? So usually the rule of thumb is if it's a bigger publisher and the game's popular enough. And the price difference between standard and collectors is is re- reasonable. There's a good chance it'll still be around three to six months down the line. Uh, not just watchdogs, even even Hitman. no, you mean if
1: the if the difference between standard and collectors is high, and not reasonable. Yeah, it's here. high.
2: It's high. If it's high, then yes, uh, it'll still be around. Even uh, games from last gen, like. Uh, like, like Bioshock Infinite and Hitman Absolution, those two, if you know how to look, are still available. The collector's editions, because they came in, and because the the difference was too high, so not many two people would would, would you know spend spend upgrade, and that tends to happen. So the main rule of thumb is one, know your publisher; two, know the game. So in this country, games like uh, role-playing games uh, are 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 usually a limited affair, as in the sense that they don't bring too many in. So there's a good chance those will sell out really fast.
1: I mean, uh, in, uh, Nier Automata in particular. Uh, was priced a little lower than it should have been at least compared to abroad it was two triple nine here on launch and all editions were the limited edition which actually had some in-game dlc and it had a steelbook edition now this sold out all over the world but some it was available in India, and once people got to know about this, it sold out like really quickly, like Yakuza Zero level fast, and uh, that's it. It was unavailable for a long time. The stock which has come in now since then is just the standard Day One edition.
2: Even the last Guardian had the same concern. Where uh, not while Sony usually doesn't release limited editions in India anymore. And they didn't even do it for games like Uncharted, at least officially. But Last Guardian came in with a steelbook and whatever freebies were supposed to come in with the limited edition. And that was the first run. After that, all you're seeing right now is standard. So uh, one is, yeah, know the game. Uh, know the, uh, usually the safe bet is, it's safe to say genres like role-playing, genres like platforming, uh, which aren't too popular, expect the limited editions, if at all, to be extremely limited and tough to find. Uh, for some reason... Uh, This also extends to Pro Evolution Soccer. For some reason, the collector's edition, uh, last year's Barcelona collector's edition, if I'm not It didn't
1: make its way here at all. It did in a few
2: places, actually. And it sold out. Okay. Yeah, so that tends to happen. A lot of times, uh, the communication is also a little muddled. So even what's available in-store, you won't know until you're in-store itself. It won't show up online.
1: But the the safe bet is if there's a game which is coming and uh, the publisher has an official distributor here, talk to them, confirm with them what versions are coming and confirm with them if they are bringing the limited edition before looking at importing. Yeah. Because getting it here is usually cheaper in the long run and you don't have to worry about the import fee drama or even worrying about the condition. You can just go to a store and pick it up over yeah. here. You should so
0: get. when you say talk to them, what do you mean? Like Do you email them or do you call them? How responsive so are these guys? It depends
1: on their customer
2: service. Like. I mean they're on Twitter as well. You can just drop you can just drop Games of Shop a message. Games is effectively eXpress in this mm-hmm. case. So there's no harm dropping them a message on Twitter and waiting what waiting to see what the response is. And that aside, uh while most publishers will bring their limited edition games around the release, there are certain exceptions, like Namco Bandai or Bandai Namco or whatever it is it's calling itself these days. Dark Souls 2 Collector's Edition and Armored Core Verdict V-Day or Armored Core V-Day or again whatever they want to call that franchise, both limited editions showed up late last year. Yeah. So that tends to happen, and now you we now these oddities tend to occur when uh, the publisher has stock in one region that it just wants to offload onto another region. Or it has closeout deals that they've given a very good price to. So when
0: did Dark Souls 2 release exactly?
2: Uh, Dark Souls 2 released in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, December 2016 is when the collector's
0: edition started. Around
2: uh, September, October, December, yeah, in that time frame. Around the time Mafia
1: 3 came out, so yeah, September.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean so, everybody stopped playing the game and then you release the collector's. Everybody edition. No, stopped playing Everybody the game. stopped
1: playing it on last year and everyone bought it on PS4, Xbox One and upgraded their version on PC and were playing that. So the collector's edition is actually of the base game on PS3 and 360 which is now available which has this big statue, really big statue and it has like an art book and a soundtrack and a map and all.
0: So did anybody buy that?
1: Well, one uh, of them's on the podcast, but uh. yeah, so like
2: that's the thing. So, you, you, you have oddities like this that show up from time to time, but by and large, they usually prompt and on the ball. Uh, reason being because, uh, for a lot of times for, for distributors, they have to key in their orders for these things, uh, I think a good three or six months in advance, and uh. And once you want, once they're down to the to their orders, there's also a question of finalizing price. If it's not too if it's not too expensive, it's broader. And If it's too expensive, they don't bring it. So, which is why even certain editions of certain games don't make it. Uh, like for example, uh, uh, Uncharted. While it did a very good run, if I'm not mistaken, the first month quantity of Uncharted Four in India was thirty five thousand units. But uh, even though that was the standard edition run, Sony wasn't confident of selling the limited edition in any capacity because their price would have been too high. So they felt that it didn't make sense bringing it in. So usually, what happens is uh, the limited editions come in as a ratio to the standard editions. So hypothetically, you could have had a situation where Sony brought in thirty-five thousand Uncharted Four, and probably brought in three thousand or probably two thousand amount of those limited editions. Essentially, it's in a ratio. Usually, one is to one is to twenty from what it, with other publishers, it's usually one is to twenty. So something to keep in mind.
0: Yeah. So, I think we haven't really mentioned the indie stuff. Uh, Rishi, I believe you wrote about uh, Limited Run, right? So, that's one way to get your hands on physical copies of games that are otherwise released only digitally.
2: Yeah. So… Uh, because of the explosion of this thing called the internets and the fact that nearly anyone can make a game, that uh, a lot of digital game, a lot of independent games end up being digital releases uh, on PSN on Steam. So uh, games like Firewatch, games like Oxenfree, uh, games like Flintlock, which have been you know critically acclaimed, they usually have a digital only release. But uh, there's a there's a publisher. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's fair to call a publisher more like a boutique creator of physical games called Limited Run. Uh, what they're based in the U.S. So what they do is every week on a Friday, uh, they essentially put one of these up for sale as a physical product. Now more often than not, these are essentially on the PS4, PS Vita, or PC. Uh, they don't usually tend to do other platforms. They've
1: done one PC release so far. Yeah, one PC release, which is mostly it's mostly PS4 and Vita because, uh, uh. each of the platform holders has their own restrictions for physical production. Yeah. Sony's very loose with this, and they let you make as low as, I think, 500 PS4 copies in a single print run. Microsoft, on the other hand, has a... I, I've heard conflicting things, but it's usually between 100 and 200,000 copies for a minimum print run, which is not viable for most indie games. Yeah, so... And it's too much of a... It's it's basically like getting vinyl made. You, you only do that if you know you're getting a return, which you can't guarantee it for indie games because, like... Most the, the audience for limited run games is essentially people who have probably already enjoyed the game and want a physical copy of it or just people who want physical copies. Uh, they usually do under 5,000 copies when they do a yes. limited run. And uh, the reason why, so
2: as when, when I had spoken to them, they had said that uh, the Nintendo Switch is a platform they're looking to, 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 to bring physical games to. But uh, so far they're in talks with Nintendo. Personally, I'm skeptical of seeing this happen. Uh, simply because this is nintendo we're talking about and they they usually tend to be difficult with companies for no good reason
1: and also manufacturing is in japan only for the switch cards right now even 3ds was japan only yeah they're not going to change that so i don't think they're going to change that while uh, with uh, playstation it's done in a lot of regions yes yeah, so they're manufacturing plants across i think
2: even in fact for playstation t- until uh, with the ps3 games are even manufactured in india so yeah, so Limited Run is one way to get your games, if you don't mind PlayStation versions. Uh, yeah, I, I personally picked up, I think, Firewatch from them. Uh, though it was painful to do so, because what they do is they tend to limit your order. So, so they usually sell stuff in batches. So with Firewatch, they had two batches for sale. First batch was at a certain time. Second batch was at another time afterwards. The first batch, you could pick up two copies. Second batch, you could only pick up one. And uh, what they usually tend to do is they tend to release the physical versions of these games after they've been patched properly. So Firewatch, essentially the physical edition, showed up uh, close to, I think, a year almost after the release of the base game. So it's something they tend to do to ensure that you get complete compatibility and you don't have to go online at all. So they've been quite good with that. Um, that's one way of getting a fix. Another way is actually play Asia because what most people don't realize, it's and it also has to do with the way the news is disseminated, right? I mean, most of the gaming news, a majority of it, uh, disseminates from the West, disseminates from the US, disseminates from UK. But what most people don't realize is that Asia tends to get, sp- sp- uh, tends to get physical copies of games as well that usually don't show up in other regions. Like one early example was... Uh, the Okami remaster for PS3, which was, uh, Okami was a game where you play a wolf with a celestial brush, and it was made by the guys who made Bayonet. It was really cool, um, where it's essentially Zelda, but you're a wolf. And it's really, really great art, uh, art aesthetic. So that game had a physical release in Asia on the PS3. And uh, if you, it had English, so if you wanted it, you had to import from PlayAsia, or any other site like YesAsia. So, uh, one, one way is limited run. Second way are side like Asian sites like PlayAsia or AmiAmi, Ami, which usually tends to stock these. Like even games like Hyper Light Drifter. They, if I'm not mistaken, that game's getting a physical release in Japan, while it was digital only
1: for and most places. In the US through IM 8 bit, which is another boutique but very overpriced publisher and product manufacturer. I'd yeah, say. pretty
2: much unreliable for a lot of people as so, well.
1: So, yeah, like uh, in a lot of cases, the physical final edition, which they release after all the patches. They'll have a nice manual. They'll have a poster. They might even throw in a soundtrack CD or something. So, import sites are good. And if you're in the market for this stuff and you're interested in Japanese games, definitely play Asia. Uh, they have a separate section also for English Asian releases. So you don't have to just import a Japanese copy for the sake of owning a physical copy.
2: Yeah. So like games like Gundam Breaker and Super Robot Wars, which are niche anime-themed games, which have giant robots beating the crap out of each other. They're usually easier to find on on asian sites in english and there they'll, they'll end up being a little cheaper than what you'd pay for a us release so yeah those are those are your options for looking for this stuff uh, j- with the bigger guys always try buying locally with the smaller things the niche things it's you're better off paying or uh, uh, paying and importing
0: yeah that's
1: true so is there anything else that we want to discuss anything that we missed out on so there's uh, another way of looking at uh, we need to look at Whether it's worth buying a limited edition or whether it's not now, uh, it depends on what you value in a physical product. In most cases, uh, the art book and soundtrack included in a quote-unquote collector's edition is not going to be the full release. Uh, It's because uh, the publishers and the artists have full retail versions planned for later. Like with the case of Horizon Zero Dawn, I bought the collector's edition. Uh, It came with a small, I think, 30 or 40 page art book, which was A3 sized hardcover. They did a full art book which is I think 200 pages or something which covers everything and it's proper A4 size. With Persona 5, the collector's edition uh, has a... it's an A4 size art book but it only covers like the first 20% of the game. This is because there's a US version of a full art book coming out later which is not even the complete thing. The Japanese release of the art book is I think 700 pages I have it and it covers everything. And the soundtrack included with the limited edition is basically like a sound selection, which is just the artist, the composer will just pick songs he likes and put it to fit on a single disc because it's cheaper to do it that way. Because the full soundtrack is a three CD release. So if you're just buying collector's editions for the soundtrack and art book and other things, you can get those separately in most cases.
0: So when you say that the art book covers everything, you mean that it tells you what to do on which day in Persona 5? No, that's, is that no, a that's guide. the guide. guide the okay, art book
1: cool. will, ch- will have instructions on how to draw characters it'll have all the expressions test board it'll in fact the persona 5 art book has a full uh storyboard and art board at the back which shows the whole opening how they drew it frame by frame mm. so stuff like this yeah it's insane stuff to have actually so then like in the case of dark souls namco bandai did a quote-unquote prologue guide included in the first edition uh Which just tells you how to get your bearings in order when you start Dark Souls. The problem is uh, they went with a very bad guide publisher called Prima Games. So a lot of the tips were wrong and didn't apply to Dark Souls 3. I don't even know how this happens. Uh, And yeah, Dark Souls 3 is the only Dark Souls or Souls game guide and art book to have like a low rating. Everything else, Dark Souls 1, 2, Bloodborne, all these guides are like collectors love them. In fact, some of them have been reprinted because the guides have uh, gotten $150, $200. So, yeah, if you're looking at uh, getting art books and guides and all and buying collector's edition for these things, I'd say hold off and just pick the version which has the in-game content you want and buy these things separately. Yeah,
2: that's it's essentially something I did with Persona 5. Uh, I picked up the Steelbook edition of the game, which is Game Plus Steelbook. And uh, when when there is a price drop on the OST, I plan to pick that up separately.
1: Not because gonna happen. It's worth... A man can dream! Persona, oh. uh, like, very rarely do these Japanese game soundtracks drop in price. Yeah.
2: So thanks for shattering that dream of mine. But anyway, point is, it, it works out better in the long term. Even for a game like the original Mass Effect, which I really loved. Uh, the special edition was basically a steelbook with uh, some bits of the OST and an art book. But I
0: believe for Mass Effect 2, they had an N7 special edition with the armor and all of that.
2: I thought
1: that was Mass Effect 3. No, no, it was...
2: So that was Mass Effect 2, 2 yes. 2, yeah. Mass Effect 3 had something similar. But fact of the matter is, uh, and while those were great editions of the game, fact of the matter is, all the things you re- everything you really wanted was in the art of mass effect which came separately was in the strategy guides which came separately and the full ost which came separately so again you're kind of getting stiffed out on it uh and in a lot of ways if you really like the law like the world I've seen that it makes my it makes more sense to do what I'd like to call your DIY collector's edition, which is buy the standard edition of the game or the game of the year edition, which is fully patched. Ah, uh, pick up an art book or uh, the art book official art book of it on the cheap, hopefully, and pick up the OST separately. That but to like, me is the better uh, way to do it.
1: A recent release where the the collector's edition is super good is Overwatch. So yeah. Blizzard is known to do amazing collector's editions. their Diablo Three. Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls and World of Warcraft expansion collector's edition are massive and they put in a lot of effort the Starcraft latest release is a one-off where they actually I think they went with a digital soundtrack and it really pissed a lot of the fans off
2: yeah so we, Blizzard is the exception to every rule like if you see a Blizzard collector's edition more or less pick it up
1: yeah so uh, the, the Overwatch one has a uh I think it's a two foot bronze core or plastic which looks like bronze statue of soldier 76 which is really heavy. It has a full thick art book which covered the whole game until then with all the maps. It had postcards from every map in the game. It had a full two C D soundtrack for the game again till that and I'm saying till that point because this is more like a service where uh your collector's edition physical goodies are obviously not gonna get patched with new content. So when you're buying it, it has everything until that day.
2: Yeah, so that's also another thing to keep in mind. Uh it- it also depends on the nature of the game you're buying so for example a game like destiny or destiny 2 for that matter while it might look really nice and you might see that really cool statue of kade 6 and you might think wow you know that's something i should pre-order keep in mind that it's a game that's that that has an expiry date because it's an online game it has an expiry date you know and it's gonna and because it has an expiry date it's also gonna have new content so you might as well you might as well just save your money pick up a date pick up Pick it up on the cheap, or pick up a pick, pick up a physical copy or a digital copy on the cheap, and save money towards a definitive guide around the game, a definitive art book around the game, which would make more sense, or the collected soundtracks of it. That would make more sense rather than going in day one and spending on stuff that's pretty much might change because the game is still in development. Because that's what happens. Games that are run live as a service are essentially still in development. I mean, it's happening. With,
1: it's happening with Final Fantasy 14, which is an MMO. Uh, I I was in Singapore when the when the Collector's Edition released and they had an art book, they had a soundtrack and all, that only applies for the game at launch. Final Fantasy XIV has seen five different soundtrack Blu-ray discs released over the last few years with about 100 songs minimum each. So yeah, if you're collecting the stuff like I do, you're looking at a long-term investment. So again, like it makes more sense to buy the stuff separately because if the soundtrack is good enough, it will get a retail release which will be complete or a vinyl release or something like that. There are very few cases where a game will not have an art book and not have a strategy guide and not have a soundtrack released.
2: There is one exception to the rule though. Uh, the art book slash guide for Half Life 2 raising the bar. I which... said good
1: games. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> <Come> snap. <up. laughs> you went there. Uh, I did. That, a used copy of that is goes as high as $300, which is quite steep. And uh, it's what one of the. What few... is
1: that in TF2 hat currency? Okay, then.
0: (laughs) Gaben will remember that. Why do you do this, man? Why do you do this?
2: So, yeah, that's the exception to the rule. It's never got a reprint. It's highly sought after and it's super expensive.
1: Yeah, this happened with Deus Ex Human Revolution. The guide and art book together was done by this publisher called Future Press. Their work is amazing in fact their horizon zero dawn guide they just released was so popular it they actually had to do a reprint before launch because it sold out in pre-orders and the guide is thicker than a dual 4 controller for that game yeah so... so like like now we're getting into this book territory and then it depends on publishers but yeah usually uh for at least books there are a lot of sites which review them like parka blogs or even amazon.com usually you can trust them for at least book reviews because uh uh, in a lot of cases, you'd know if they just talk about paper quality because that would, that's what collectors care about.
2: And even the ink, whether the ink stains off, paper quality, how the cover is, stuff like that, which is really important to know, what materials they're using. And th- that's really important to know because most of the time, the data, the information on it isn't a problem. It's just that how, how, how will this endure on regular use? Yeah, yeah so exactly. like The yeah, Witcher
1: yeah. 3, the original guide which came out was really good, I have that. But the complete game of the Year edition guide which covers both expansions Uh, was printed really poorly. They cheaped out on the paper and a lot of people have had papers stuck together, ink, stains and stuff like that. So if you're getting into this stuff, like do some research before buying it. Yeah, exactly. So
0: speaking of research, uh, I believe Mike, you were telling me about that Super Meat Boy uh, PlayStation 4 physical copy uh, edition, which did not have the soundtrack because um, the developer and the soundtrack composer uh, had a fight. Super Meat
1: Boy on uh, anything which is not, uh, pc or xbox because that's what it originally launched on uh, will not have the original soundtrack because of a fallout between the developers and uh, uh, danny baronovsky who's the composer. composer of the soundtrack so all versions of that including the v u version including future switch versions or ios will not have the original soundtrack and the only way you can play super meat boy with the original soundtrack is on xbox 360 or Xbox One with backward compatibility, or PC. PC but yeah. then uh, that has nothing to do with the physical edition. It's just the edition available to purchase now will not have the original soundtrack.
0: Yeah, so that's a shame, right? I mean, that's also something that people should do their research on, whether such things have happened or not. Although this is like a very rare uh, thing. I have never heard of a similar thing happening with any other game. But uh, That's
2: because yeah. in most cases, creators value the amount, you know, the, the money that comes with it. But I guess these developers have their integrity and petty grudges above such material matters or your happiness. I
1: really don't know what happened with them because it affected the Binding of Isaac rebirth as well. The soundtrack is completely different from the original Binding of Isaac flash game. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was actually very sad to hear that about the dispute with Super Meat Boy, especially because in my opinion, at least without that soundtrack, that game is just half of what it originally was.
1: So, so yeah. I mean, uh, another example of a collector's edition which was done well, is uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. But then this only applies to you if you bought the Collector's Edition from the US. Uh, It included a case for the Switch. It included a soundtrack selection. Again, not the full soundtrack. Uh, It had a cloth map of Hyrule. It had a Master Sword replica. And it, it wasn't priced too high. It was like $120 versus $60 for the game. But in Europe, the price was similar and it didn't include a coin which the US version came with. It didn't include the map. It didn't include the case. So yeah, it's it, it's another thing to look at region-specific stuff. Yeah, why do
0: they do such things?
1: Because the publishers act independently. Different oh. region-based publishers. So uh, yeah, always sad. do your research. In India, being in India, we usually come under the Europe side of things. So if those editions would be made available here, it would be there. So if you want the best edition, you'd have to import. So there's a lot to consider before you can spend your money on these things.
0: Yeah. So before that happens, which uh... In both of your cases, it has happened multiple times. At least, uh, I think we should wrap up this episode by talking about our favorite editions. So, okay. um, Rishi, you want to go first? Uh, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, 8 copies bought. So maybe no, that.
2: no, 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 no. I'd have to go with uh, the Collector's Edition for Bioshock 1. Simply because that's the first one I actually picked up. And the amount of drama trying to get it was unparalleled. Um Bioshock was coming out in August, I went to my local game store, he took my name down on a sheet which had a bunch of other people's names, took my number down, uh, he said he'd be getting it on release day, well, nothing happened, thankfully I had a friend in Dubai who where it was readily available, so he picked it up and then I had to wait a good year and a half till he brought it in, it was so worth it, because the, the big daddy figurine that it comes with is super detailed, uh, the selection of music is pretty excellent, the art book's pretty excellent, it's the first collector's edition I ever owned so yeah that that that's like my favorite the second one that comes closest for bioshock 2 because it comes with a vinyl and it's like i have a vinyl before i have a vinyl player so like yeah
0: yeah that's partly the problem with these things isn't it like i was always thinking about like getting many of these collector's editions especially like uh, with uh, role-playing games which is i mean by far my favorite genre Mm -hmm. of games um, the things that they give, for example, a vinyl. I mean, yeah, sure, decorative value and all, but it's practically useless because you can never really like listen to the soundtrack, and you'll never really have a, a player to go with it.
2: Not really for me. It's more of a question of okay, that's something I need to buy in the future. You pick up a vinyl player. Yeah, which is
0: which is for me.
2: It's just it just adds more mystery to it, right? Because you want to experience it in all its glory. So you'll end up wanting to get that eventually. Because yeah. when
1: you do a vinyl soundtrack, it's actually limited because you mm. can't replicate that yeah. physical product. It, It's a huge $1,000 investment usually to get plates made before you press vinyl. So it's not something you can easily do.
0: Yeah. And also like when you mentioned that uh, some of these games give you CDs with the soundtrack. Yeah. So that's something that I keep thinking about. Like, do I even listen to music on CDs ever? No one does. It's just
1: basically, uh, I usually just end up buying the stuff. Like I have the Overwatch collector's edition, but I bought the soundtrack on iTunes because Mm. it's like hundred bucks who's going to rip a soundtrack and like put names and nonsense. Yeah, you mean hundred
0: Indian rupees. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah.
1: so
2: definitely those two, and probably third would definitely, definitely have to be uh, the yeah Deus Ex Human Revolution C E because that was actually limited. Yeah, that was actually numbered and actually limited, unlike I mankind. Have something to say about this. Unlike <laughs> mankind divided, <laughs> which was well, yeah, free for all and kind of regret buying that one. But yeah, this is like fine. And again, the the definition of limited is twenty thousand at least per esc per platform. But at least it has a number on it in some form of limited. So
1: yeah, with Deus Ex Human Revolution, uh, having just played the game and all, I was like, yeah, I need to buy this and all the edition looks good. See it in a store in Singapore. Look at the price. It was like, I think 10k or something at that time and pass on it because I don't want to spend 10k on Human Revolution at the time months pass by and I send an email to said store saying do you still have this in stock because yeah now I'm willing to pay 10k after seeing how much it goes for everywhere else. 10,000 rupees. And then they send me an email back saying yes we have it but it's actually discounted to half price. Wow. And this results in me sending emails furiously to everyone I know in Singapore saying hey can you do me a favor and go to this store and pick up something and then making its way from one person to the other and then like relatives carrying it over And they're like, why did you buy this toy? And I'm like, it's TSX. (laughs) So yeah, I ended up getting the Human Revolution uh, thing, which had, it had a steelbook. I think it had the soundtrack CD. It had like an art book, a studio manual. And it had a very nice Play Arts Sky figure of Adam Jensen. Uh, They actually downgraded the figure for the Mankind Divided Collector's Edition, which ended up costing me more. So yeah, I regret buying that. Uh, And aside from that, uh, Overwatch Collector's Edition for sure. So... Yeah I think that's it. Yeah,
0: cool. So yeah, as we can as we've established by now, you need to be a particular kind of crazy to be um, chasing all of these collector's editions. So just be sure about the ones you want. And yeah, uh, also keep an eye out for the time they're available because once sometimes you get lucky like Mike did, you might get these for half price. At other times they will not be available. So that's about all for this episode of Transition and we will see you with another episode next week. As always, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram at Gadgets360 and you can also email us with your questions, comments and feedback at podcast at 360com The music for this episode comes via Magnus Solai Paulsen whose songs from the album PPP PPP is what we've used in this podcast. <laughs>